Well, don't be shy. Come here by the fire. Warm yourself. Here. i got a cup of brewing. So, you're headed for the mountains. Well, fair enough. It's gorgeous up there, miles from nowhere. Not a man or woman in sight. You know, the first human to reach that peak you're headed to was a woman. Yeah. Her name was Emmeline Frida Dufour. A pioneer climber, in fact. She conquered the Mount Cook in New Zealand at the peak of her career way back in 1910. Amazing woman. But before she did that, she was deep in training up those mountains there. And she'd often be seen grappling the side of the rock face somewhere. Sometimes I like to look out at night over the ranges and over the plateaus and... I think I can see her there making her way up to the top. Three days now. Three days since I've started my climb. The weather has been kind. I stop and look up. There it is. My ledge. Yes, that looks like a good place to stop and take my rest. My legs are tired. Training for this ascent has been the hardest climb of my life. I stop every now and then and look around. At this level, the world is so peaceful. I'm away from all the concerns of my family and society, the constant barrage of questions and opinions. I've been part of the amateur community now for three years. The men were shocked the first day I arrived. January 1908, Melbourne, Victoria, the Grampian Rangers. I rode up on my horse and they asked if I was lost. Lost? The bastards. Well, they soon learned I wasn't lost when the climb became a gender race to the top. I came last as it was my first semi-professional climb, but I gained the attention and respect of a nice man who introduced me to my mentor, Muriel. Well, you two will fit nicely together. Muriel, this is Emmeline. She wants to be a mountain climber. I trained for two years and our friendship grew. Then one day, the man came back. Muriel tells me you're doing very well, although you're climbing in a dress. (laughs) You're not suggesting I wear pants, are you? He laughs and handed over a flyer that reads, The Great Summit of 1910, an exhibition to the highest peak in New Zealand. I was flabbergasted, excited and nervous. He smiles and simply said, See you there. So here I am, deep into training, slowly making my way up Mount Feathertop, 1,922 metres above sea level. I'm making good time as I slide onto this ledge. I can see the storm is brewing. I best bunker down. It's going to get wet. I remove my leather coat and the steam is rolling up the rock face. The storm has passed. I stick my head out and look up at the summit, and there it is, not too far away. About an hour, maybe two, if the wind stays still. 
It's an odd thing to want to climb a mountain. We see this space on a mountain, look at it and we think, yes, yes, that's for me. Ever since I was a little girl, I loved the climb. I would sneak out of boarding school at night to go climb a tree. I wasn't very popular with some of the other girls. Margaret Davidson once said I was more like a boy. To that I picked up some mud and threw it right in her face. She didn't call me names again. In the end I was expelled, and much to my mother and father's disgust, I kept on climbing things. Buildings, seaside cliff faces, if it was tall I would find a way. Slowly I learned about the world of mountaineering from Europeans. I was hooked. I was in the library one day when one of the librarians was talking about her fiancé's group. I approached her, and she didn't think it was appropriate that I would want to climb a mountain. I was always having women tell me about how to behave since I was little. Really gets me back up. I scramble over the ledge as I have finally made my ascent. I lay on my back. My legs are on fire. I fall asleep and I dream. I wake up feeling the chill on my skin. I'm looking at the sky as the sun sets over to the west. It's a beautiful orange and violet hume. I sigh. I made it. I sit and turn around to see what is about. And to my shock, I see a large red ladder going up into a small cloud about 100 metres above. <gasps> I scramble back and almost scamper over the cliff. Hello? I yell. Of course I'm, I'm alone, but the shock makes me yell out loud. This shouldn't be here. I take a small step closer and look up at the cloud. The ladder runs right up into the cloud. It's grey and rumbles at me. I turn my back to it, try to gather my thoughts, try to focus, but I find myself slowly turning around, staring agape at the red ladder. I walk up to it and try to give it a shake. Hello? I yell. It's firm and won't budge. I decide to set up camp and think about my next move. I meant to be here for two days before I head back down to the other side. I sit and watch the sunset. There I am alone with this object, this thing. I decide to start a fire. Hours pass and I'm starting to feel tired. I slowly drift off. I sleep and dream of my old friends and my trainer. I wonder what she would make of all this. Then something wakes me up. I'm awake now and I know I'm not dreaming. I open my eyes and an old lady is rustling through my backpack. She pulls out a can and shakes her head. Always the same. She mutters. I jump up and she turns to me and she scowls. Her teeth are all missing and her gums are black. She runs towards me and tries to attack me. But she is old. I sidestep and push her away. She staggers and tumbles over the cliff, screaming. I look back at the ladder and a bright light shines down. A spotlight beckoning me. So, I go. What else was I to do? 
I climb up the ladder and as I get close to the opening, I can see another place. I get to the top and the hole in the cloud is small, just enough for me to wriggle in. I try and see through, but there is a smog or haze that distorts the hole. I slowly stick my head through. The haze feels like wet, hot steam. I gasp when I see it. Little grey clouds everywhere, just floating, all with individual red ladders poking out of the top. There must be hundreds. I turn and see a face in the distance. Another woman, hard to make out in the light. What is this? I ask. She shrugs and climbs up out of her cloud. Looks firm, she yells. I watch in silence. The lady steps off the ladder and looks around. Shit! She peers towards me. She is also having a hard time seeing. The light is bright here, blinding. She looks over at another cloud. I'll come to you! With that, she leapt and leaps over to another cloud. Closer she comes, cloud by cloud. When she is in my vision, we both pause. It's me. Shit! She says, who are you? I'm Emmeline, she says to me. We stare at each other, lost for words. The stranger gets hit by a bullet, screams and tumbles down out of sight. I look over and another Emmeline, another me, scrambles out from a cloud holding a revolver. What year is this? She turns to shoot at me and I slip and fall back out of the cloud. I fall a few rungs and catch my grip. Slowly, I climb back up and poke my head through. The other Emmeline fires her revolver at the other girls as they enter the space. She's out of bullets. She stops and staggers around when she's hit by a backpack striking her in the face, disappearing into the abyss. I turn around and look. Up here! I look up and there I am waving down at me. She shakes her head. Have you come into this place yet? I shake my head. Good. Don't. I did six months ago and I got lost. I can't find my way back. Can't find my ladder, you understand? I nod, looking around, and I see a couple of clouds are fading out of existence. See that? That happened to my ladder. Poof! Vanishes! Now I'm stuck here. I nod, trying to understand. I saw an old lady. Yeah, she's been here for years. She's crazy, steals food from the other girls, kills them for their clothes. What happened? She fell off the cliff, I said. She nods. Best thing for it. You see, once you're here, you can go down, but it's different. I tried to mark the ladders, but they fade. It's like they know. You better go, you're starting to fade. I saw a girl get her head chopped off one day. Gruesome. I make my way down to the ground and I stop and look up as the cloud closes over the ladder and the light fades to a dark grey. It's just before dawn. My fire embers smoke away. I sit for a time and think. Yes, it's time to leave. 
I start to pack up and I stop and I think of myself stuck up there in that place. The place that looks like heaven, but it's not heaven. It's something, something that is there to test us, something to trick us. Evil. Perhaps I could bring her back. I go for a walk to get my bearings, plan my descent, plan my return. What on earth will I say when I turn up with my other self, my lost twin? Will I hide her? Will she adapt? She seems nice, seems like me. She is me. The clouds gather again and part. A sharp light shines down. This time I bring my gun. Slowly I climb up again. I poke my head through and I look around. Some clouds are just forming, some are fading. It's constantly changing here. I look around and I see my other Emmeline struggling with another woman. You can't go back! They struggle. The other falls back off the cloud but grabs the ladder at the last minute. She swings around and we catch each other's eye. Her mouth opens in shock. Another one. She goes to shoot at me, but before she can raise her gun, Emmeline shoots her in the hand. She recoils and tumbles off the cloud into the stark white. Another one gone. I watch as she leans against the ladder and I notice she has caught a bullet in her arm. Sometimes they just lose it. The stress, I don't know, but every now and then, snap, panic, I don't know. I have some medical equipment... Hang on. I climb down the ladder, get my supplies and head back up. I toss her the case and she starts to look at her wound. I told her not to come up. I told her, but she didn't listen. Emmeline's a stubborn bitches sometimes. Yes, we sure are. She killed two others trying to get back. So stupid. She didn't want to accept that she was lost. Like me. I've been thinking that you should come back with me. Australia is a big place and you can stay with me. Six months is a long time here alone. Can't stay here forever. Thanks. Emmeline and I take the ladder down. She struggles with her arm. We wait and watch as the cloud closes and the ladder fades. We both look at each other and slowly make our way down the mountain, planning our next steps. Emmeline decided to call herself Lucy, and we parted in a small town. We wrote to each other for years. Her place was in the far future, years from now. She told me about the two world wars and the man who walked on the moon. She ended up in the Northern Territory in her later years. Then I got this one last letter. Dear Emmeline, I'm writing to you to thank you. I have had a great life. I've travelled and seen this country in its infancy. The people and its places are as magnificent as I had expected. Yet I have an itch to go back home. So I'm writing to you to say farewell, as I'm an old lady now and I want to see my sister again. You see, yours died at birth, whereas mine grew up healthy and we were very close and I'd like to see her 
one last time. Hi there, thanks for listening to the episode entitled The Ladder. The radio play was performed by the very talented Maggie McCormack, written by Adrian Barker, and sound production recorded by Robert Healy. Please come back next time and join us by the Billabong.